All right, welcome back to Teague's Take, the TAPSCON 2022 edition, where we're having multiple people come on and be able to talk about their their professions, uh, their businesses, their companies, their, their whatever they are, the coach, athletic director. Man, it's just been so good to be able to talk a lot about it. I encourage everyone to make sure that they listen to every single one of these because you're going to take something away from it. It doesn't matter if you're a coach or not. Um, a lot of us end up talking about life and how we can end up influencing others um, in some kind of way. You know, and so for this episode today that we're going to be talking about is we're all sports fans and I know you guys listen to this show because of your interest in sports, whether it's high school, college, or pros. And one of the things that continues to happen or the way that our society is going is that kids tend to have um, outside help outside of whatever organization they're on. Um, shoot, I did it while I was in the pros, even while I was at the Dallas Cowboys and we had all the high-end, you know, Benny Wiley's and uh, Mike Warchick and everybody else being able to train there. You know, I still went outside of it, had my own uh, person to help me run track, to work on my speed or someone to help me cut up my body a little bit more so that I would get fit. So I, I understand the importance of it. Um, I can't say I did as much in college just because I didn't have as much time, but I know it's more prevalent now just because you can watch on social media where guys are working with people and how agents are getting kids to work with different people. And it's for surely getting big in the younger ages. I know our high school kids, they're probably not any of our serious athletes that don't have some type of outside strength and conditioning coach, running coach, kicking coach, hitting coach, batting coach, whatever it is. Um, so we wanted to take this time um, to be able to talk to you guys about that and just see if we can grab, grab a little bit of knowledge to be able to help you. Uh, so I'm very fortunate uh, to bring in our next guest. Uh, his name is Zig Ziglar. Yes, Zig Ziglar. Might not be the one you're thinking of, but he is also a very powerful man because he actually has his own business uh, where he works with guys and, and girls in all different aspects and we want to be able to cover that because he probably can give us some more insight. Um, so we want to be able to talk about what he does and see if he can give us some stuff. So Zig, welcome to the show. We do appreciate it, my brother. Oh my man, it's a pleasure being on Teague's Take. Yeah, yes sir, yes sir. So tell me, what, what's the name of the your facility Sure. where are you at? Sure, absolutely. So um, uh, I, I've actually just relocated uh, here to the, to North Texas uh, from after about 30 years in Scottsdale, Arizona. Nice. Uh, I spent the last 30 years over there as a sports kinesiologist, uh, developing assessments, conducting assessments, developing programs for athletes of all levels. Spent a lot of time consulting with uh, professional teams and athletes. But I tell you this, uh, decided to relocate here after spending really the last couple years focused on youth athletes because one thing that I found is no offense to professional athletes after working with so many of them um, but by the time an athlete gets to that level they've already established a lot of patterns that it's difficult to break in terms of how their body is developing but there are so many youth athletes that are being undertrained or poorly trained. And so I really decided to focus on youth athletes. So uh, we decided uh, at, through COVID, you know, a lot of things happened in COVID, that, uh, uh, that we would close our clinic in Arizona and really start to try to focus on track and field. I was a track and field athlete. 
and uh, we were preparing to build an indoor track and field facility in Arizona when we were approached by the Texas Track and Field Coaches Association, and uh, um, uh, and they asked if hey would you consider building an indoor track and field facility in the North Texas area? We said absolutely sure. Uh, so we're in the process of uh, of going through. Uh, zoning and construction and planning uh, and preparing to open the indoor track facility in McKinney. This is a 340-acre track and field facility dedicated 100% to track and field athletes. But at the same time, I spent 30 years as a, as a sports kinesiologist. Uh, so we develop technology that works with, that allows us to work with all athletes in all sports from analyzing baseball players and their throwing mechanics. In fact, our Tommy John pitching assessment has been accurate at, at predicting the risk of of Tommy John injuries 99% of the time. And uh, our running assessment, our run-right assessment, is a technology that, that uh, can identify the risk of, of injuries in athletes just based on the way they run, jump, uh, and so forth. So I've really, I'm really excited to be in Texas where athletes are, and families are serious about sports, not just at the elite level, but just uh, like you said, even at your school, athletes are doing something to try to give themselves an edge to make the team, to go to the next level, whether that's college, um, or just have an overall well-rounded experience. So talk to me a little bit more about this run-right deal. Uh, you know, I, I can't visualize it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it might be hard, but is that... So I've visited some um, facilities where they got these plates that you jump up on that can tell if you're weak on the left leg or the right leg or if you're landing appropriately and that kind of stuff. Is it the same type of technology Ooh. or, or You know, it's, it? it's technology like that. So if you, th if you think about, uh, I've been in this space since 1999. I first got exposed to motion capture technology in 1999 and my mentor was Dr. Gideon Ariel and he was the, the godfather, uh, so to speak, of motion capture analysis. They used high-speed cameras back in the day to film you, and then they would go digitize it. Uh, so uh, when I first saw it, they were analyzing 3D golf swings. And so I took the technology that they were using to analyze 3D golf swings and said, okay, look, I was a track and field athlete. Can we use this to, to evaluate runners? And they said, well, not yet. So I, I got in the space and developed the technology and the sensors that we place on the athletes now, which allow us to measure an athlete running in real time because you've done the, the pressure plates, the force plates. But what I found is when you're standing on a plate, you try to jump perfectly or stand perfectly or walk perfectly. When I say run, you run and what, the way you run comes out. And so we're able to then take that and identify the way, the way you run as being unique to you and all the things that you do that are, that are imbalances you have, weaknesses you have, those show up. And in fact, in less than 60 seconds, I can tell you not only what your strengths and weaknesses are, but I can t I can predict your potential uh, performance down the road. Oh, which, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that, that's pretty cool. So what about, what would you tell a young athlete or maybe the parents of the athlete mm. on how to really balance and manage their time here? I, I mean, you're here, you, you know, there's a ton of track club, there's a ton of soccer and basketball and kids are doing stuff all year round you know do you see any pitfalls or how do you help with trying to help a kid manage their, their time and not overtrain 
Well, I, I tell you, it's, it's really managing the parents first and foremost, because most of the time the kids will say, hey, I want to go do it. And the, it's the parents then that say, okay, if you, you want to do it, so we're going to let you do it. We're going to keep supporting you. But at the end of the day, they're kids and they don't really understand that their body needs some opportunities to take a break. Now you've got some parents though, that you have to manage them because they're like, no, my kid, if they don't do something, they're going to miss out. They're going to lose, uh, they're going to lose progress. Uh, and that's not true. Rest and taking time off is just as important as training. You know, one of the things that we do is, like I've had kids that have come in and said, okay, we want to do over the summer, we want to do the run right program and we're going to do track and field and we're going to do, you know, go to a jumps program and we're going to, you know, we got uh, strength and conditioning at the school. And we say, hold on, we got a lot going on. All of those things are about developing and imp improving your performance. So if you're doing all those things and you're committed, we'll take a back seat, we'll step back. We're not in to just overtraining the athlete because overtraining is one of the biggest reasons why we see athletes' risk of injury increase. They don't take the time to rest and recover. So with this year-round uh, mindset of, and specialization too, all of this is the biggest thing that, that puts athletes at risk for injuries. So what do you, what do you, are there um, signs that you can tell when a kid is kind of overtraining? Yeah, um, their performance plateaus. That's the biggest thing I think that you'll see. And we're seeing a lot of, uh, of plateaus in performance of athletes, even at the elite level now, where they're starting to stack up at um, the, what used to be the elite performance is now the average performance. Mm. And the biggest reason is that athletes aren't taking the time to rest and recover. And recovery isn't just rest, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, soft tissue work, it's stretching, uh, it's cycling your strength and conditioning programs appropriately so that your body has a chance to heal and repair itself. That's what happens. And it's like I said, most parents think that if they take time off, their kids are going to go backwards or fall behind but what really happens is those muscles heal and repair themselves and man they come back stronger than ever that's the key so outside of that just the rest and stuff are there techniques or certain things that maybe they should do you know if they've had a hard day train is it of course you know i'm just old it was always mm. old school just throw ice on it kind of thing but what about now i know there's other things with Game readies, normal techs, cryotherapy. I, I tell you, you know what? It, uh, the thing I tell every athlete and every parent is it depends. It depends on you and your athlete. Uh, what works for me may or may not work for you. So, what really allows us to recover is to figure out where am I uh, overtraining? What muscles am I overusing? Take soccer, for example. Uh, soccer is a quadricep dominant sport. So at the end of a soccer practice, me going and stretching my hamstrings, really <laughs> going to be kind of a waste of time. What I really need to do is do some foam rolling, some soft tissue work um, on my quadricep muscles, the front of my thighs, and that will actually allow the hamstrings to be able to release themselves. So one thing, when we see injuries, and this is something I've been doing for 30 years, most of the time the injury that shows up is just a symptom of something else. So the overuse is not what we think it is. So it really does depend. You, sh you can do cryotherapy, you can do Normatec, 
you can do something simple, low budget though, is just go grab a couple of bags of ice, uh, stick them in your bathtub, uh, first put the water in, <laughs> put the water in first, get in, then add the ice. You know, otherwise the ice melts and you go, oh, this is, this is easy, I can do this all day long. But go, I, I recommend that, that's the, 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 the method. Easy, low budget, something that I recommend that an athlete, especially an athlete that's in season, do at least once a week. All right, that's awesome, man, that's awesome. So the, I know you said you were in North Texas with your facility and all that. Um, how, how do people find you? You got website, phone number, something that you want to share? Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, I appreciate that. So uh, our indoor facility is very simply put, theindoortrack.org. The, T-H-E-I-N-D-O-O-R, track.org. And uh, we're set to open uh, in uh, late 2023. We'll actually uh, be opening an indoor training facility uh, in Plano. Uh, we expect to open that in the fall, and uh, it is not a full indoor track like our, our 240,000 square foot facility, but it's a facility where we'll be able to provide some services to athletes as well. But another thing is, is, is this, we take our, our run right technology and our 3D motion capture system around to teams and schools, uh, and so those teams can actually hire us to come out to their campus. Uh, to uh, to assess their athletes, identify what those athletes need to do to improve, give them correct their own unique corrective exercises so that they can follow those routines on their own. And that's really the key to an individual athlete's development. If you really think about this, and I, and I talk about this on my radio show all the time, if you look at the average high school gym, college gym, they all look the same. They're, all the gyms are scrambling to put in squat machines and, and they all do squats and deadlifts and power cleans. And one of the things that we gotta take a look at, we gotta ask the question, why is that? Well, it's right. because it's driven by, what's being taught is being driven by the manufacturers. They sponsor the certification groups and the certification groups say, okay, well, we gotta put in courses, so this is what we're recommending. So it's not that I want people to just come to, come to us and, and, and utilize our services, I just want them to ask questions. They ask questions, uh, of wherever they are, then they can get the solutions that they need. But they can they can find me on my website at thesportskinesiologist.com, and uh, and I look forward to whatever we can do to give athletes the opportunities to be the best they can be as individuals. Go ahead and plug your, your show too. You said you do some radio stuff. Oh or, uh, man, or you might as well put the, it there. The Run Right Challenge, yeah, the Run right. right Challenge. Uh, you can catch my podcast uh, on uh, Spotify. Uh, I've spent the last few years on ESPN Radio. But Spotify and uh, Apple uh, Apple Podcast yes. as well. Mm -hmm. well. That's awesome, man. Well, I know you, you got a wealth of knowledge and you're doing some great things. That we pre I know Taps appreciates you for everything that you do for us and um, being at our track meets, being at some of the local track meets. I know you were over at um, JP2 um, as well earlier when I got to meet you over there with Coach Jackson and our, and our coach. So we know you're doing really, really big things and good things. We're just looking forward to you know seeing the success. Um, that you will have, or that you continue to have um, with your businesses. Um, so it's been great, man. Keep doing what you're doing here at TAPSCON, you know, getting the word out to everybody, letting everybody know who you are, what you can do, and how you can help our schools. Because we got so many schools, all different sizes, um, and there's a ton of them in the Metroplex that could utilize some of your, your services. So just want to say thank you for your time. I really, really appreciate it, man. And we'll. We'll dive back in it, and uh, when, I, when, when me and JT, that's my son, James, when we have our, our next track segment and running segment, uh, maybe we'll have you on as a special guest to come tell us what we really need to know and 
not us just uh, bloviating on what we think is really happening. Hey, look, I say my philosophy is every step you take is an opportunity to improve. Make it happen. Yes, sir. Well, all right. You, you just got me thinking. You got me reminiscing, man, because I'm thinking about my days running these four by ones and, you know, the open 100. And the, the one time coach was mad at me and told me to run the 800 and I ain't want to run the 800. And that's when I learned about lactic acid and all that kind of stuff and the, the booty cramp or whatever it was. <laughs> but you know what? I gave it all. I, I actually did extremely well. And he's like, oh, no, you might need to run this all the time. No, nah, I'm good. Mm. I know you had to run the 400 <laughs> too then. I did. I Ooh, did. Then you know about that monkey on that curve Man, over there that will jump that out. Thing is a beast, the gorilla bro. will come out with the refrigerator sometimes and throw it on your back. That thing is a beast. But the competitors, you know, so what, one of the best things that TAPS does a lot of great things. Um, the track meet that we have is outstanding, outstanding. Um, so this year, this was the first time that I actually had to work the two-mile race. Mm. And, man, you're talking about, I don't know if there's not a kid that doesn't come off that doesn't fall over and look like dead fish out there everywhere we're trying to get them off the track and man it was it's there's a, a sense of warmth because they're giving everything that they have mm -hmm. but then there's this, just a sense of worry because i'm not in that field of okay what's really going on here and they're just kind of locking up and they have no bearings like don't even know where they are how to get to the water how to get back to the tent and all this kind of thing so it really woke me up a little bit watching those uh 3200 <laughs> yeah, it, it takes it takes runners. it takes something to, to that for that race for sure, especially in the heat. But I tell you one thing that I really liked. I, I thought you guys did a great job trying to keep athletes cool at this, the TAP State Championship meet. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Hydration stations everywhere. You know, cool fans. I thought y'all did a fantastic job. Yes, sir. It was fun. It was good. It was no. good. So, thank you again, man, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. All right. I appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks, it, sir. Man. All right.